Welcome to another episode of the Hold Fast Podcast, where we have biblical truths for daily battles. My name is Kenny. I'm the host of the podcast. And as I kick off this episode today, I just want to acknowledge that, man, what a crazy, crazy time we're living in. One of the things that I don't really do on this podcast is discuss current events And it's not because I'm afraid to do that. Part of it is I think the episodes are a little bit too short to do that sometimes. I may get into that, those things at some point. But what I really want to do, the heart behind this podcast is not necessarily to talk about current events and try to help you to to think about those things in the right way. That's That's a good thing. I want to do that. But I want to get to the heart of biblical truth. I want us to dig deep into the truths of God's word so that no matter what the times are, no matter what is happening around us, we know how to face it. Um, You know, when you talk about current events, I mean, eventually those events kind of fade away and something new comes along, but what will not fade away is the word of God. So again, I'm not trying to say it's not important to talk about current events. I do that. I like to have those conversations one-on-one more so than on a, on a broad audience uh, platform like this. Um, but I am thankful for those who handle those subjects in a biblical way as well. So that's a little bit of a tangent to kind of explain why I don't talk about those things, but also to lead into the topic today. Because while I'm not going to specifically talk about current events, I want to address part of the perspective that we need to have as we think about current events, whether good or bad. So, so here's the thing. It's no secret. Everybody's acknowledging the fact that we are in difficult times. Everybody's talking about the fact that we are facing some, some situations and, and things in our world and in our lives that are absolutely devastating, that we don't fully understand. Matter of fact, our church, Mission Way, is going through a series right now uh, through the book of Habakkuk. Actually, when this episode launches, it'll be the day after that series ended. But we've gone through the book of Habakkuk and we've seen Habakkuk ask questions of God, like, God, where are you when there's so much evil and pain and injustice in the world? Why, Why don't you act? Why do you just let these things go on? And we see God's answer to those things. And it's been such an encouraging, encouraging series. One of the truths that that I've gone to in that series, one of the truths that I have consistently gone back to in my own personal life, and the truth that I want to bring before you today is the truth that we find all throughout Scripture, but I want to focus in on one verse in the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, Ecclesiastes is a book that uh, is kind of depressing when you read it because Solomon is is talking about the vanity of life and the vanity of earthly wisdom and, and the vanity of all these things that we pursue after. And it almost seems hopeless. Um, and yet he gets to the end and he says, listen, the conclusion of all of this is that we need to fear God and keep his commandments. And so he, he fixes his perspective at the end. But there are a lot of really true things that Solomon says um, as he goes along just talking about the vanity of life. And one of those things is found in chapter 7, verse 14 of the book of Ecclesiastes. I want to read it to you. He says, In the day of prosperity, be joyful. And in the day of adversity, consider, God has made the one as well as the other, so that man may not find out anything that will be after him. In the day of prosperity, when when life is great, be joyful about that and rejoice in the Lord. Live with thanksgiving. That's a good thing. And then in the day of adversity, when things fall apart, 
the, the days that we're living in of strife and war and health crisis and political turmoil and everybody just yelling at each other and being at each other's throats and you wondering, how am I going to keep my family safe and sane at the same time? In all of that, in the day of adversity, remember, consider, God has made one as well as the other. He has made the day of prosperity and the day of adversity so that we are not able to to know what's coming ahead, so that we're not able to, to look into the future and see what's about to come, so that instead what we do is we we trust in this sovereign Lord who made both the day of adversity and the day of prosperity. So that our trust is not in our circumstances and whether or not things are gonna work out, but that our trust is in the Lord. And this is, this is like just one of the most basic, simple, if, you, if I can use that word, doctrines of the Christian faith is the sovereignty of God. God is sovereign over all things, and yet it's the doctrine that we don't talk about as much as we should, but it's the doctrine that really is an anchor for us in times of adversity. Because I read from one of the Psalms this, this past Sunday, and uh, I think it was Psalm 11. Matter of fact, I'm gonna look it up really quick while I'm, while I'm here on the podcast because I wanna make sure I get this right. The, uh, the psalmist says this in Psalm 11, verse three. He says that the foundations are destroyed. What can the righteous do, right? If, if the earth falls apart and everything goes wrong and the foundations of your life crumble, tear apart at the seams, what can the righteous do? What, what can you do anyway, right? If you're not gonna trust in the sovereignty of God, where, where, who are you gonna trust? It kinda is like Peter's words, right? In, in John chapter six, I believe, when, when all the crowds walk away from Jesus because he's, he's saying things that are hard to hear, and the Lord looks at his 12 disciples and says, do you wanna leave as well? And Peter says, Lord, where are we gonna go? You, you have the words of eternal life. We don't, we don't fully understand this, and, and we're a little bit confused too, but, but where else are we gonna go? You're the only place that has eternal life, right? And we've come to know and believe that you're the son of God, Peter says. And so for us, when, when the foundations are destroyed, when there's wars and, and national crisis and, and, and upheavals, what, what can the righteous do? Where are you gonna turn? Where else are you gonna go to find comfort and life and hope? You're gonna go to the Lord the sovereign Lord who has made the day of prosperity and the day of adversity. He alone is in control. He alone knows the future. He alone is eternal, and he is working out his plan throughout all of eternity. You see, the sovereignty of God has become a topic that Christians want to avoid because the implications of it, I think, I think partly because of the implication that if God is truly sov- sovereign, as we say he is and and the Bible teaches that he is, then we've gotta face the fact that God is in control and yet evil things still happen in this world and that's an uncomfortable truth. That's a hard truth. It's not one that I fully understand or any of us do. I mean, we can talk about the fact that that we believe and we see in scripture this indication that God God is at least allowing evil in the world because his, his goal is to be glorified as evil is overcome, but still, those answers that we try to provide for why is there evil in the world don't always suffice. They really never suffice. We don't fully understand it. But what we do know is that God is sovereign. We do know that he's in control. And so the question is, are you gonna trust him 
Are you going to lean on him? Or are you, you going to try to figure this out for yourself? In all that's happening in our world today, do you think that the answer is a political solution? Do you think that the answer is some foreign policies? Do you think that the answer is going to come from Washington? Do you think that the answer is going to come from your wisdom or the wisdom of your friends who seem to be experts on everything these days? I'm not, I'm not trying to be insulting or insult anybody's intelligence, but, but really, where, where are you going to find hope? You're only going to find it in the Lord. The psalmist says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. It's, a, it's almost a rhetorical question, right? It's obvious. Where, where else is it going to come from? You're not going to get help anywhere else. And so the psalmist says, in, in Psalm, to go back to Psalm 11, verse 3, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Verse 4, the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes see. His eyelids test the children of men. That's the alternative. You see, the righteous, ultimately, when we say the righteous, we're talking about God's children, those who have been made righteous through Christ, in Christ. God's children, God's people, those who believe in his name, what can they do when these times come? What can anybody do? Nothing. What we can do, though, is we can trust in the one who's in control of it all, the one who is sovereign, the one who has made the day of prosperity and the day of adversity. You see, this is why this truth, I have, I've often described the sovereignty of God as an anchor for my soul. It's a truth, it's a truth that causes the unbeliever to think that Christianity is, is crazy for believing in a, in a God who we claim to be good and in control and yet there's evil in the world and a lot of the time it causes them to go, oh, I can't believe in a God who would allow these things to happen. But for the Christians, we say, God, you are sovereign and you are good. I know those two things to be true. And so I'm gonna trust you even when my eyes can't see even when I don't fully understand, even when I would do things differently if I were in control. There's an author, a well-known author, who uh, once said something along the lines of, I'm not, it's not gonna be a direct quote, but he said something along the lines of, you know, we would pray, we would pray for the right things all the time if we knew what God knew. In other words, a lot of times when we pray and God answers no to our prayer requests, it's because he sees eternity and he knows what's best and he's working out all things according to his will. And we would pray according to God's will if we, would, if we could see everything that he sees as well. And, and while initially I, I agree with that statement and I know, I know what he's trying to say in that statement, I started thinking about that this week and I said, you know what, I, I don't think we would. I think that if we saw everything that God sees, there still would be times that we would do things differently because we, we, don't, we don't have the perfect wisdom of God. Even if we saw all of time and, and we saw everything that was going to happen and has happened, we would still make poor decisions because our trust cannot be in ourselves. Our trust cannot be in the fact that I think I've got all the information, I think I know what's best here, and so I'm gonna act in this and trust myself to know what's best. No, we've gotta trust in the Lord. We've got to know that our wisdom will fail every single time, but his wisdom never does. He's faithful and just. We're not. And so we hold on to him. We hold on to his sovereignty. When I was studying for the sermon that I preached yesterday, um, the day that this podcast launches, it will officially have been yesterday that I preached the sermon, 
when I was studying for it, I came across a quote by John Newton that I didn't share in the sermon, but it was applicable to the sermon and, and it's applicable to this podcast. John Newton, one of the Puritans, was talking about how, you know, we we often pray and ask God for things to change our circumstances, to give us things that we think we need. And and he answers no often, and it leaves us questioning him at times. It leaves us angry at him at times because we go, God, why why wouldn't you answer that request? It seemed to be a good request. And he said this, everything is needful that he sends. Nothing can be needful that he withholds. Everything is needful that he sends. Nothing can be needful that he withholds. God doesn't make mistakes. His sovereignty, the truth of the, of the sovereignty of God gives us assurance to know that everything that we have, not only is, is everything that we have from him, provided by him, but, but he deems it as needful for us in some way or another. He blesses us, yes, and, and I'm not saying that, that every single thing you have in your life is, a, is an absolute basic necessity of life. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying everything that he has allowed to come into our lives is needful for us. That goes for the good things and the bad, by the way. That goes for the prosperity and the adversity, by the way. Everything that he sends is needful. Not that everything that he sends is in and of itself good or fun or comfortable, but it's needful. And we can also be certain on the flip side of that, that nothing can be needful that he withholds. So if there's something you think you need in your life to be safe and comfortable and happy, which first of all are not the ultimate goals of the Christian life. The ultimate goal of the Christian life is to take up our cross and follow Christ and bring glory to him, come what may, right? But, but if, if there's something that we think that, that we should have, that we, that we are praying for and we're begging God to do in our life and he's not doing it, we can be certain that that thing is not needful for us. We can rest in that truth. Now, that's not the most feel-good truth in the world. This, this, that's not like a, a motivational quote, right? I mean, maybe you think it is, and that's awesome if you do. But it's not motivational to say, you know, everything is needful that he sends and nothing can be needful that he withholds because the implication of that is life isn't always going to go the way we want. There are gonna be many, many days of adversity. There'll be many days of prosperity, Lord willing as well, but there'll be many days of adversity. And, and when all of the, the current headlines fade away, they're only going to be replaced by new headlines that bring just as much devastation and anxiety as the ones before them. But this truth remains, and therefore we can have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness to us. He is good. He is sovereign. His eyes are running to and fro throughout the earth. He doesn't miss a thing. He doesn't miss what's going on in the headlines and he doesn't miss what's going on in your home. He does not miss anything. And he is coming back. There is coming a day when he will come back and he will rid this world of evil and sin and suffering. There'll be no more of that. He'll wipe away every tear from our eyes. Heaven will come down to earth and we will rule and reign with him for eternity, enjoying nothing but his goodness, enjoying nothing but the days of prosperity for all of eternity. But in the meantime, as we are here on this earth, in this earthly tent we groan, 
All creation groans along with us, awaiting its redemption. And yet we hold on to the hope of our sovereign Lord, our sovereign King. We remember in the day of prosperity, in the day of adversity, that God has made one just as he has made the other. And we trust him because the righteous, Habakkuk says in Habakkuk 2.4, excuse me, God says to Habakkuk, the righteous live by their faith not by the facts that they think they have about the situations, not by their own strength and might and wisdom, but by their faith. I pray, as always, that this is an encouragement to you. Um, I'm, I'm praying for our world. I am praying for Christians to uh, remain strong in their faith, um, to, to be steadfast and still as we wait on the Lord and as we watch what he's doing all around us every single day. I'm praying for boldness, that we would stand up for what is true and right and good and that we would, we would reject what is evil around us as well. And I pray um, that, that God would be glorified, and I know that he will. And I'm praying that even in the times that we can't see fully and understand all that God is doing, that we would remain uh, keeping our trust in him and that we'd be steadfast and immovable, not because of our strength, but because of his strength at work in us. If this has been encouragement to you, uh, I, would, I would be humbled and honored if you would share it, uh, whether on social media or just text it to a friend that you know needs it. Um, I would love it if you would take just a moment, wherever you listen to this, to give a, a rating and a review. Uh, ratings are great. Reviews are even better. The more written reviews that we get, uh, the more people will be able to see this as well who would not otherwise see it. So I would appreciate if you take the moment to do that. This has been another episode of Hold Fast. Thanks for taking the time to listen. God bless you all. Lord willing, we'll be back next week with another episode.